be seated. When I thought about what it meant to think about Christ the King and Christ's kingdom, it's not an easy concept to grapple with because the idea of kingdom and monarchy is loaded with implications about men having power over women and people who were born into very fortunate circumstances having power over other people who weren't so lucky. So it's difficult to think about how that could be a Christ-like image, what God's kingdom could look like when that's what a kingdom means here on earth. And so I, I'd read these readings with my son, who's 12, and I asked him, I said, what would you like to hear um, having, having read these readings? And in true teenage fashion, he told me that he thought the gospel was stupid because why are we reading this story about Jesus when he's about to be killed on Christ the King Sunday? And he's right that this is the beginning of part of, part of John's passion gospel and the events are already in place and Jesus is about to go and suffer a very public and agonizingly painful and humiliating public execution. And even more haunting to me is the dialogue that Jesus has here with Pilate, where Jesus admits that no one is coming to save him, that his own people have handed him over to imperial authorities to put him to death, and no one is coming to save him. He's all alone. So how do we think about this when we, we long for God's kingdom? We have the beautiful promise today in Revelation. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. And when I think about that, I think about the fact that God is the God of triumph, but he's also the God of tragedy. And being the God of the beginning and the end means that he's also the God of everything in the middle all of the mundane stuff that happens every day. God is the God of that too. Jesus is the king of that. In thinking about all of this, I was reminded of a day that I had back in 2016. And I'm the director of communications and community engagement, so I go to a lot of community events. And there was one Saturday in um, June that I had planned to go to two events in one day. And that night I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I awoke just like everyone else did to the news that a man had gone into a nightclub in Orlando, Florida, Florida called Pulse. And he had taken a gun and he had shot and killed 49 people. And this nightclub, Pulse, was a gathering place for the LGBTQ community in Orlando. And the man who had gone in and done it claimed a theological basis for what he had done. He claimed that his violence was based in the scriptures of Islam. As it turned out, the first event that I was going to that Saturday morning when this news was breaking was Pittsburgh Pride. And that is a giant, giant celebration in downtown Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh and the whole Western Pennsylvania area's LGBTQ community to come together and to celebrate. And 
the second event that I was going to that day was Humanity Day, which is a celebration at the Pittsburgh Islamic Center during Ramadan, where the Islamic Center honors human rights activists and defenders in the Pittsburgh area of all backgrounds, all faiths. Um, They've honored groups like the Women's Center and Shelter before. And so that event is held every year at the largest gathering place for Pittsburgh's Islamic community in Oakland. So I went to these two events and these groups were both having to grapple with the fact that this atrocious act of violence had occurred and was impacting their communities, that there was this grief and this pain, but there was also celebration. And if you've ever been to Pittsburgh Pride, you'll see that it has people come from everywhere and all ages and everybody from young people, teenagers who are just discovering who they are and celebrating and living into it. And they have rainbows and glitter and purple hair. And they're, they're just so excited to finally be the people that they've known to th- themselves to be. And they get to show up in a public place and be that person and to be celebrated for the person that they truly are all the way to people like my sisters-in-law who have been married for decades and living together and doing all the boring things that married people do, paying the bills and making dinner. And finally, now after decades of being together, the government finally acknowledges that yes, you are a married couple and they get to go and they get to celebrate that too. And everybody, pride culminates in a big parade where there's floats and singing and music and food and everybody stands shoulder to shoulder laughing and clapping and marching down the street in Pittsburgh to a beautiful future together. And if you've ever been to the Islamic Center, it's a really interesting place too because you have people in Oakland who go to Pitt and CMU, people come from all over the world and people of all ages. So when you go to the Islamic Center, there's young families that have kids, there's older people who come to pray all the time, and there are college students, and they're from every country where there's Islam in the world. There are Nation of Islam Americans, there are people from Pakistan, from Egypt, from Indonesia, from Africa, and um, Sudan, and just every place you can imagine with every kind of outfit you can possibly imagine. And the women there, um, they, they have everything on from niqab where they're fully covered except for their eyes. And then there are women who come there in Steelers jerseys who threw on a headscarf just as they ran out of their house and got in the car. And, and it's, it's an amazing place to be. And there are these patterns in the carpet Um, And I realized that there's these little white half circles and it's so everybody can line up shoulder to shoulder as equals before God and pray together. And that to me is a really beautiful image. And in both of those places, and it still blows my mind that in the, the wake of such a horrible, atrocious, violent act, that God made it so easy for me that day to stand with both of those communities. I had already planned on being there 
weeks and months in advance. And here I was able to stand with these communities in the middle of their grief and their fear and their pain. And I, as I think about that, I realize that this is a little glimpse of the kingdom of God here on earth. Everybody's standing shoulder to shoulder, praying and celebrating and living together in joy and community. That is what the kingdom of God looks like. And I think about this beautiful reading from Revelation. Every eye will see him, every eye, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. We had a beautiful taste of the kingdom of God here at St. Paul's, right there. Last Friday, we had an amazing concert for a loving community. We had people from all over Mount Lebanon come and sing and celebrate together. We had a choir that was uh, made up of members of Temple Emmanuel, which is uh, one of the local Jewish synagogues, and Sunny Hill, the Unitarian Church down the street, and Bower Hill Presbyterian. We had um, singer-songwriters who have competed in WYEP competitions who don't necessarily have a, a sacred basis to their music, um, but they were just really excited to, to be part of this. And we also had a Baptist choir who had said, can we sing gospel music? And I said, of course, I'll make you the closing um, performance in the concert, and that can be our closing prayer. And they were so excited that they got to be the closing prayer. And as this was transpiring, I was thinking to myself, oh boy, you know, they're going to be singing about Jesus. And there's going to be all these people here who are, you know, secular musicians. There's going to be all these Jewish people. How is this going to go over? Is this okay? And the Baptist choir got up and they they nailed it. I, they, they were amazing. Their music just moved the whole, the whole pe assembly of people there. The music spoke for itself. Everybody clapped their hands and bobbed their heads and danced along to the music. And it was unbelievable. And then everybody went downstairs and ate cookies together. Um, and they shared these cookies and they were talking, all these people from all these different places. And I thought this, this is the kingdom of God. All of these people, these these people from Temple Emmanuel eating cookies with First Baptist Church of Bridgeville, and we're all going to eat cookies together in the kingdom of God, and there's going to be a little white half circle somewhere for me to stand and then kneel together with this group of people someday too. I hope, I really hope that I get to have that experience someday. And I'm going to leave you, um, the Baptist choir sang actually as their closing prayer, and it's a pretty, um, well-known song so I'm gonna I'm gonna sing it for you now and if you know it join in and this is what to me the kingdom of God sounds like this Baptist choir that performed this song he is Lord he is Lord he is risen from the dead and he is Lord every knee shall bow Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen.